Begin audio prompt in three, two, one. What would you do if you poured your heart and soul into making a game just to have people criticize it by saying that the characters look like scary animatronic animals? Well, you could just make a video game about scary animatronic animals. So, yep, we're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's today. I am here with my usual co-host, Brittany. What's up, bitches? And Amber. Hello. And our new mysterious surprise guest for the episode. We have Ghosty here. They, them. Hello, everyone. And I'm Lilith. I don't know if this is going to be necessarily a rundown video because there isn't really a hundred percent consensus on what the timeline even is. How about we just give like a general description of what the games are about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'll start with my very limited knowledge because we only started this hyper fixation because of the Five Nights of Freddy's movie that's coming out. All I heard was Matthew Lillard, which I am a huge fan of. <laughs> I'm in love with him. I will watch every movie he's ever in. So sold just by him being in it. On top of that, Jim Henson Productions are doing the suits. So I'm sold. I'm sold. That, that's all I needed was Jim oh, Henson yeah. and Matthew Lillard. And I'm like, okay, set. Hell yeah. Uh, done and done. Done and done. Yeah. Based on my limited knowledge is that there's a dude. His name is William Afton. William Afton's like, hey, I really like animatronics and robotics and I'm really obsessed with these things. I'm going to hyper fixate. He finds a buddy. Hey, buddy who's also a rival would you like to hyper fixate and make animatronics for kiddos with me they start making animatronics he has a dun 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 terrible incident he loses a child he decides i'm gonna go nuts i'm gonna go murder children now he starts murdering children and the first child he murders is his buddy's child dun 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 and then it just kind of goes downhill from there just becomes a murdery a murdery crazy mess but apparently he also fast-tracked himself an engineering degree because he just got real obsessed with robots. Yeah, he did. Engineering's an interesting one. I've been watching a lot of, I think it's like called Toughest Prisons. I've seen a lot of interesting, really complicated engineering feats by prisoners, like making a tattoo gun out of a Xbox controller. So if people with very limited resources can do that, then I imagine somebody that's got actual resources could maybe figure some shit out. Yeah, and I really just super duper oversimplified that because we're fresh FNAF people and there are so many little nuggets and you can kind of take it in so many places. It's crazy. Ghosty, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a new thing for me because it's just probably the past two months that I've been playing them. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it does seem really crazy from what I've seen. I imagine it's probably both nightmare fuel and also thought provoking. Yeah, the first game has zero context. There is nothing. You do not know what the fuck is going on. You're just just like, okay, so there's this pizzeria and here the night security guard. The first night is pretty standard. It's just like, okay, cool, whatever. And then shit starts going fucky and you're like, why are they moving? And there's no explanations. <laughs> the man did not explain anything in the game. They're just like, oh yeah, the animatronics are a little funky at night. Just watch out. No, they're going to eat you. <laughs> I guess that was going to be the only one because this dude's previous games just didn't do so well. He thought that this one was also not going to be great. So he's like, okay, I'm going to try this one last time and if this doesn't work then I'm just out of the game entirely but it ended up just blowing the fuck up so now there's a lot of content out there for yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of YouTubers that are pretty popular latched onto it so Scott got some major boosts from all that I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Right now we're on sister location. Ghosty, do you want to talk about your experience with that game? <laughs> yeah, right now I'm stuck on night four where we've been stuffed inside the spring lock suit and we have to keep winding up the spring locks and also there's these little robots they call them mini arenas that climb up the sides you have to shake them off but when you shake them off it pulls back the spring locks so you have to get it in time just right and it's really hard I, <laughs> I was doing it for like a couple hours i think it's like three minutes that you have to last in that it yeah. is i've been yeah. timing them oh. so that oh, no like you no like markiplier timed it that's how i remembered because i rewatched all of his stuff when we were doing this <laughs> Just to explain real quick what a spring trap is. <laughs> 
for yeah. those that are just kind of hopping in and going, what the fuck is Five Nights at Freddy's and what is happening? You know what? Honestly, that's going to be your thought through this entire podcast episode because we're still in the what the fuck is even happening phase of this. But a springlock suit is basically an animatronic that a person can fit inside of. It can be manually controlled by a person or it could turn into an animatronic. It was a Which, terrible idea. They're yeah. very dangerous suits because they can malfunction and then you're just pierced with all of this metal. Because the mechanical parts move back so that there's room for a person to fit in there, which I feel like when they named it Springlock, that was kind of in and of itself an indicator that mm, this might not be super safe because if no. they Springlock into place while a person's in there, that's not great. Well, I mean, the animatronics weren't always very safe themselves. There were multiple bites. Before they were even made into spring suits. The animatronics themselves, yeah, there were multiple yeah. bites that happened. You also gotta think, these are built by what? Wannabe engineers? That's is William Afton even an actual engineer? Or is he just like, I'm super into this. I'm gonna tinker and learn how to build robots on my own. And then just mm-hmm. decided immediately to open a pizzeria. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. If you're just making your first animatronics and you're making a robot that moves around and does stuff, you're not necessarily thinking about things going into their mouths because people aren't supposed to be going up and messing with them. They're animatronics. They're meant to be in their little show. We grew up with Chuck E. Cheese, which always had the animatronic shows and stuff like that. They kind of look a little bit nightmare fuel-y anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not cute. They're not cute at all. They're really horrifying. Like, I hate them. I hate them. And like, I would never play these games. I hate jump scares. I hate spooky shit. <laughs> but some of my comfort videos that I go back to on YouTube is just watching Markiplier play any Five Nights at Freddy's game. <laughs> I need to check those out, actually. I know too much. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think the animatronics are neat. I think some of them are cute. I really like Foxy. And I like the design of Monty. I can't wait to see him in Security Breach when we get there. The Security right. Breach ones are cute. In Sister Location, you get cuter ones. It was like once they had money, they upped it a little bit. They got Toy? to make better stuff. The toy ones, yeah, those are good Are too. they the toy ones? Yeah, I was, I was about to ask if it was the toy ones in Sister Location. Yeah, those are completely different type of quality than what you see in the original location. Do any of you guys have an animatronic that you really like? From the original ones or from any of the games? From any of them. Roxy, clearly. The wolf. Oh, yeah. With the <laughs> green stripe in her hair? Like, come on. <laughs> she was made what about, for me. <laughs> what about you, Lilith? So I don't remember a whole lot of them. Just kind of watched several videos about this. I like Mangle. Oh, yeah. Um, Mangle's cool. It's cool. Mangle's yeah. fun. They're, <laughs> they're just neat. And also canonically gender fluid, apparently. Yes. So, you know, I jazz with that. <laughs> Ghosty, what about you? Do you have an animatronic that you're kind of drawn to? I like the puppet. The puppet's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> the most terrifying. <laughs> just cute little Ghosty going, look at how cute this thing is. And it's the most horrifying creature. <laughs> you probably like the spider baby from the first Toy Story too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sin is kind of a genius and underappreciated. <laughs> Don't like that. Yeah. No. Oh. I was like trying to find something that has their names with the picture of them so I could tell what they look like and kind of have a reference point. It looks like Mangle is not even their own thing. Yeah, Mangle's supposed to be Funtime Foxy. And I guess Funtime the story Foxy. with that is that the kids kept playing with it. So they were like, well, fuck it. We're going to just let the kids deconstruct the robot and we'll put it back together. That's why it's literally mangled and called Mangle because they just let the kids play with it like Roblox. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's stupid, right? Like was, I thought that was a stupid idea. The original one the kids thought was too scary. So they made the Funtime Foxy or the toy Foxy and they designed him as like a take apart put back together thing for the kids and that's how it got mangled and turned into Mangle because the kids just wrecked it. Interesting. Was that character still called Mangle whenever they were being used? Funtime Foxy. The employees were calling it Mangle. Yeah. 
that makes more sense because I was like, why would they be calling a kid's character Mangle? You know, but that makes sense that it's the employees. Why is that even a thing? This is a whole ass working, functioning animatronic, and you're just gonna have all of these little children with their little children hands going. Oh yeah, I'm gonna play with this like Roblox or like a Rubik's cube, whatever right. the fuck. What are those? The Connect things? Those engineering toys yeah. that used to be out when we were kids? Oh yeah, the Connects. Yeah. yeah. So much of this. I'm just thinking, where's OSHA? (laughs) Where is OSHA? This was the 80s, girl. (laughs) Oh, that's a good point. It does specifically take place. Some of it does. It starts in the 80s. Partially, yeah. It starts in likely the 70s. Well, Mm. if we're going all the way back, it could potentially start in the 1930s. Fair. More like when William and Henry would like meet and start working together. At first, there was a diner before Uh, the pizzeria. Fred Bear's family diner. Yes. Yeah. It's so interesting. The fact that the timeline is so debatable. So the video that I watched to inoculate myself with the initial FNAF lore (laughs) was Wendigoon's The Complete Five Nights at Freddy's Story Explained. In his video, he has a timeline up there. He color codes it because I guess there are certain events that do happen in a specific order. And he puts those in red. And then he has these other ones in blue that are just contested. Some people think it should go in different places or like it's not 100% confirmed here or there, whether or not it happens in that order but that's the order that he thinks it goes in and it's just interesting hearing different people's take on when something happens yeah well i mean that's one of the things that even Brittany and i were arguing about <laughs> yeah ghosty agrees with me i think that the bite of 83 had to have happened before william afton killed charlotte aka charlie canonically and it didn't i don't care <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you why i don't care because it makes perfect sense to me that william afton was watching his dream come to fruition he's having a good time he's working with his buddy and then he watches his kid get into this animatronics mouth and it malfunction and it crushes him i feel like that drives him insane he kills charlie and then it starts a maddening child killing spree and his descent into madness which would make sense amber you were saying that it couldn't have happened but that there might be another motive for him killing charlotte what would that be so a lot of people think it's because he was jealous of his business partner because his life was so much better. His family was a lot more functional. Look at how William's kids were versus how Henry's kid was. And it was just like a jealousy thing of like, oh, he has everything that he wants and shit's not going 100% my way, the way that I want it. So he just kind of like killed Charlie. And then the reason that it can't be after the bite is because he goes home after killing her and Michael is up, I think like watching TV and he's just like, well, where's the other kid? And he's like, oh, he, he had a rough day. The crying child is already in bed. So he's still alive at that point. Didn't he have referenced mm-hmm. Elizabeth instead of the crying child, though? Or did he specifically say the crying child? Said he had a rough day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It still doesn't make sense to me. Ghosty, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. It feels like everything is very nebulous when things actually took place. I mean, that makes sense. Is it canon that that was Michael? Because I think I know what you're talking about, where it's like a pixelated person watching TV. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily say that that is Michael. That the one in bed is the crying child that we don't know the name of? Like the fan and you said they call him Evan. Yeah. All the videos that I've seen, they call the crying child Evan. And Wendigoon explains that there is some complicated way they came up with this name, but that it's in some secret part of the game or like a mini game or something. Because there's so much of this that's like that. Oh, here are so many parts of this where something is in a mini game or a spinoff or something crazy like that. I've got this Google Doc pulled up of like the timeline as best as they could put it together. And after it details the killing of Charlotte, it says, note, this must take place before the death of William's younger son, because when he comes home from killing Charlie, the younger brother is still alive. As Michael mentions him to his father saying he had a rough day. This would be the Midnight Motorist minigame. We're not at that minigame yet. Where can you get Midnight Motorist? It's a minigame inside one of the games. It's a minigame. Oh, what game? I've heard that there's a ton of lore information in that game for whatever reason. It's the pizzeria simulator. That game's really important. I told you. We're not there yet. We're still in this location. I I told you that I'm going to tell you. The pizzeria simulator is next. I know, Uh, but I I told you I'm going to tell you a bunch of shit that you don't know yet 
because you're not to this game and it's really important. The the Windigoon video that I watched, he has all of that stuff in mind and he thinks that Charlie was killed after Evan was killed. So he actually thinks that the crying child was killed first before Charlotte. So it makes me wonder what all is going on there. Ghosty said it's so, it's nebulous. That's the word they used. I really yeah. like that word. It's so interchangeable. It's based on little crumbs. They left a crumb trail. Where they left the crumbs is in shitty mini games that are really hard. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like they wanted to make it really difficult for people to know what was actually going on. I don't know like, what Scott like, wanted. Well, reading about Scott himself was in and of itself a really weird thing because dude's weird. Yeah. Not He's like seeing the games. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the games, but it doesn't explain. I don't know. The games actually make it more weird, I guess, because he's like super Christian or something like that and like kind of right wingy, but his games don't give that off. I mean, they do because there's hot take crimes against children. And his name is Amber. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Don't cancel oh, me. Man. Do not come for me. <laughs> cancel. Amber is canceled. I mean, all right, as soon as you said it, I was just like, yeah, I mean, not wrong. I know. I mean, the church did kind of like, you know, fudge up a part that was talking about children so that they could talk about something else so that they could, you know. We don't have time to get into all oh. of that. <laughs> yeah. This is Five Nights of Freddy's, not Five Nights at the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh man hopefully nobody makes that game <laughs> what if there is one oh, no <laughs> it's when children do tours at the vatican <laughs> oh dear just watch law and order svu you'll get your fill of things <laughs> Stuff. Oh my goodness. So, Ghosty, because we did bring you on as a guest, okay. talk about some of your experiences with the games. Which one do you feel like has the most playability right now? Out of what you've played. Out yeah. of what you played, yeah. So I've played one, two, three, four, and Sister Location. Two is probably my favorite, just playing it and learning the patterns and all that. Two is definitely my favorite. One is fun. Three was kind of a little bit frustrating because you have to sit there a bit. Three yeah. was boring. Yeah, because I like to do more because you're constantly in action especially once you get to the later night but three you're just kind of like watching them trying to keep them on the back cameras it was a little bit stressful but it wasn't more actiony like the other one it was more just like ooh, he's around here somewhere so it was kind of cool like that because it makes you uneasy but i like the other play gameplay better uh four is terrifying four i couldn't get through i'm gonna go back and play that one but having to listen the for those, yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, having to listen for them did i hear it did i not hear it and then you do it and they get you. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. It gets me. <laughs> Sister location has been pretty different because it's structured differently. It's not like the other ones where you just do the same sort of thing, like building up. It's different every night. So I kind of like that it has a narrative, just kind of different way to go. But yeah, I'm excited for Pizzeria Simulator because that seems like fun. Setting up the restaurant and then going through the thing and then going to the vents. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. There's a thing that happens at the end of Pizzeria Simulator that I am very excited for you guys to experience. It is is like the best monologue of the entire series. The first time I heard it, I actually bawled because it's so good. There is so much emotion. The voice acting, great. The writing, phenomenal. It's good. Oh, there's actual voice acting? Because like yeah. Sister Location was one where we got legit voice acting that's just not a videotape or just weird grunts or little like <laughs> chat bubbles. Yeah, there's little like nuggets of stuff that you can get in Pizzeria Simulator, but I believe it's that one that at the end you get the speech that is my favorite yeah the for the completion ending yeah okay oh a question that i have for our guest star today so ghosty is a awesome speedrunner. do you think any of these games are speedrunnable? i don't think so because it's all timed maybe sister location could be because there's some things in that that aren't just straight timeable but most mm. of them you're there for a certain amount of time maybe if you're doing it for like a completionist sort of no deaths thing mm. Oh, I don't know. Oh. It'd be hard to actually speed run them. I don't know. It's just not set up that way. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. I have a question as mm. well to tack on to that because it's set on a timer, but they have custom nights. I know that you've looked at those. Describe custom nights to us. <laughs> Nightmare um, fuel. So you can turn the animatronics on different settings. There's a game that's ultimate custom night, which there's 50 animatronics and you can turn them all on and it looks like a fever dream craziness going on. So I'm kind of looking 
looking forward to that because it has some of the gameplay that FNAF 2 had where it's fast paced, but it seems like a lot to remember. Awful. <laughs> yeah, but most of the games have a custom night where you can just turn them all up to the highest setting and it's just fast paced action. And just immediately piss yourself. <laughs> I'm in danger. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Can we also just talk about Balloon Boy and why we hate him? <laughs> I like Balloon Boy. <laughs> of course well, you did. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello? 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 Hi. 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 No. Why? That is why we don't like him, Ghosty. What you like about him is the opposite. Stop. I'm looking oh up what the character looks like, and oh my gosh. <laughs> balloon! balloon <boy. laughs> well, isn't there Balloon Girl that just kind of chills under the desk? You just randomly see her going eyeballs up. Yeah, she doesn't actually get you or nothing. It's like JJ. She's just there staring at you, and you're just like, oh, I'm just supposed to ignore you. <laughs> Lilith, I'll just send this to you so you can read it later. I didn't realize how long this speech was. It's just a wall of text. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's see if I can make it through. <laughs> I mean, I just can't believe, though, overall, just how many games there are in this franchise. You got Five Nights at Freddy's, and then you got two, three, four, and then you have Sister Location, and then you have Pizzeria Simulator, then yeah. you have Help Wanted, and then you have Security Breach. And apparently, there's gonna be Help Wanted 2 and that's gonna come out December of this year. Oh, there's four non-canon spinoffs. Yeah, those are the spinoffs. That's like FNAF World, Ultimate Custom Night, Special Delivery, and Freddy in Space 2? Um, what is Freddy in Space? And why is it two? Where's Freddy in Space 1? <laughs> Freddy in Space. I guess it's a mini game from FNAF World, but they just, it's, it's just Freddy in Space oh. 2. Yeah, I've heard that there is a lot of fan-made games and media and stuff like that that is related to the subject matter or maybe trying to fill in gaps or make things make sense. So many books. Why is there so many books? Most and of how the, much of it is actually canon? The tales from the Pizzaplex are canon for the books. Those are new. They're from this year. They are canon. And we know that they are canon because something from those books is in Security Breach. And they're listed. They have like a stamp that says that they are canon. Hmm. Otherwise, the answer is yes and no for the rest of them because they're canon, but in their universe. So there's alternate universe FNAF shit. Oh, okay. So that's just bullshit to me. The Tales from the Pizza Plex, those ones are. Okay. Those ones I might get then. Interesting. Yeah, I think just... I remember seeing something about some of the books being considered an alternate universe. Yeah, that's what I was going off on in the chat when I was getting stuff together for myself because you were like, but the books aren't canon. I was like, but some of them are. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many pieces to it that you can kind of make a case for a lot of different things being ordered in different ways, depending on which pieces of evidence you choose to. Yeah. And then accept. like some things kind of get put into where they should go in later games than when you originally saw them. So as you go, some things make more sense as you get yeah, those like, little nuggets of lore in the mini games and shit. Because like the hard canon events seem to suggests that four goes before two. It does. Which also goes before one. And then three is after. It, it's just all over the place. You got prequels, yeah, it does. sequels, no, all over. In time, the one set the furthest back in time is four. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because there's so many things that play in the first game that you would have no idea until four comes out. So like imagine playing these games when they come out. <laughs> just, that's what a bunch of people did. There was no information. That would have been bonkers. He had to make it as he went. I'm just like imagining all these people being Charlie in the mailroom on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> with all of the red string and the push pins. Pepe Sylvia, this name keeps coming up over and over again. Yes. <laughs> it is. It's just like that. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. It's me trying to explain any of this to Jason when I was telling him what we were doing this episode on. Because <laughs> I have a list pulled oh. up that says what order they're in in time, not the order that they came out in. Yeah. What's that list? Or then two, it, yes. then it could either be Sister Location or the first FNAF, and then 
then three and then pizzeria simulator and then help wanted and then special delivery and then security breach. Maybe I'll try braving the games, but I'll do it in the order that they canonically happen to see if my experience is different <laughs> just for the science of it all. Honestly, that would be cool because Ghosty and I right now, we're doing it in the order they were released in. We didn't do FNAF World, but that's just because it's not on the PlayStation Store. That's not canon, so you don't need to really worry about it unless you want to. Or hyperfixation says yes. But yes. <laughs> for the sake of knowing things before the movie comes out, I think you only really needed to play one through four. Oh, if you is, even needed to play well, four. This is well past the movie at this point. The movie triggered me into getting Five Nights at Freddy. And then Ghosty watched me try to struggle through Five Nights at Freddy. And then they took it over. And then they saved and you. And then it spiraled out. And we've been knee deep into FNAF stuff. <laughs> so the movie will probably clarify some things depending on whether or not it's actually being done by the creators. Although from what I understand, the original creator is no longer associated with the franchise after they got found out giving money to like anti-LGBT. He's a writing credit on the movie. He still Scott owns Cawthorn. FNAF. He didn't give it up. Even when he stepped away from Security Breach, the writing was done. The game came out not that much later. It was done. It says he announced his intention to step away from the professional game development and appoint someone else to assume creative control of the franchise. Yeah, but he still owns uh, the rights to the franchise. He's still okay. going to have his big toe in it. Oh, yeah, because it, like, um, it's his baby. He's yeah. not just going to... Yeah. And he's a writing credit on the movie coming out. So I don't think he's I do ever going to fully step back. I do see him as a producer as well. But yeah, it's interesting. With that sort of a medium, there's certain things you can't really not have showing, I guess, because the games were able to kind of fudge a lot of stuff. But I think in a movie format, you kind of need to have it a little bit more clear for an audience that has never played the games. At least that's what I think might make some things more clear. Yeah, he's least. definitely involved in the movie. He seems yeah. to like to have a lot of control over what's done with it, which I can kind of understand because the first one was 100% him, right? Like he did everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It was just him, which is why pretty much the only voice in it is his. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is an interesting one. So there's one voice actor for the first one and it's him. There's one voice that you hear. Yeah. I guess I'll find out because now I'm just too curious. And even though I don't necessarily like jump stare games, I'm just going to have to play with the lights. Are you, a, are you a fan of the song Toreador? Because you won't be. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of that song. You've heard it. It's the Toreador on guard. Yeah, you that won't one. be. <laughs> you won't be. I mostly know that song from Gunslinger Girl. Oh, <laughs> you're going to know it in a different way. <laughs> I mean, in that one, it's pretty dark also. It's not that they make it dark. You'll hear a music box version of it. It'll sound lovely and then you'll die. Oh, I see. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about the first game is there's no instructions how to play. There's nothing. You just oh, that's figure the part it that's out. That's going to be difficult because I hate just, games like that. I hate you it. Just figure it out. There's no tutorial, no nothing. You just, you find out how it works. Fuck it, we'll what? do it live. I don't want to need to watch a tutorial video on how to fucking play a game. Ugh, I hate it when games do that. I know that some people like it. Probably a lot oh. of people like it, but now. Well, you have nothing. You just figure it out. <laughs> I'll be all right. I just can't do it because timed things stress me out and jump scares scare the absolute bejesus out of me. So I will just be like anxiety the whole time. But I can watch people play, which doesn't make any kind of fucking sense to me. Ghosty yeah. really got out of their comfort zone for this, didn't you, Ghosty? I'm a very sensitive person, so I was brave in it. It was difficult, but I'm getting better at it, I guess. Where'd you go, superstar? I had nightmares for the one I'm stuck on right now, so I'm like nervous to go back. Oh, no. But... Oh, is it nightmares about the material or about playing it? Maybe a little bit of both. The thing that I'm stuck on right now, it's just like you're having to wind back these spring locks and you have to do it so quickly and they're coming for you. It's just so stressful. Yeah. I was having like stress dreams over it. Uh, stress dreams. Okay. That was what I was thinking. I get stress dreams about games sometimes and that's kind of my cue to stop for yeah. me at least. It's like my brain is playing the game while I'm sleeping and interpreting it in ways. In the book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. They say that dreams could be a way for your brain to help you solve problems right. while you're asleep. So potentially that's what's going on. Your brain's trying to figure it out. Yeah. I've heard people playing Tetris in their dreams and like the next time they play Tetris, they're better at it. I've never played yeah. a video game in my dreams. I am so sad that I haven't. You would think that I'd be playing Kingdom Hearts in my sleep. A video game stress dream can be not fun. I think the last stress dream I had was about some level on Candy Crush or something like that. 
that. And I was just like, no, I don't want this for my life. I don't let myself get that stressed about video games because I play video games strictly to have fun. I am not crazy like Brittany. I actually stopped playing all games like that after that. I was just like, I don't want to be dreaming about this. Ghosty should tell you about what I've been doing today in Final Fantasy X. No. (laughs) Talking about hardcore. Yeah, it's been hard. (laughs) I'm getting through it, though. I'm about through it so we can start hunting down Anima and the Magus sisters. Yeah, we were on that boss. Lady Unaleska? Yeah, fuck Unaleska. It's just because (laughs) she does that fucking zombie and I don't have any holies. I need to get holies. I know what to do. It's just getting the stuff to do it. (laughs) That makes sense. I've been playing Genshin since they're about to release a new daddy unit and I got a pool for him so I'm getting up them primogens so I can get me some new Malay. Because like, damn. (laughs) You're like having a court case and he's like looking down at you and it's like I always come. <laughs> Look at me like I'm trash. <laughs> I need to pick up Genshin again. Kind of just fell off. Yeah. But I need to pick it back up. It oh, you'll fucking love Fontaine. Yeah. And you, like you haven't played. I think the last time you played was before Sumeru even came out. There wasn't yeah. even a Dendro element. Yeah. I mean, like there was, but not with a playable character. So yeah, right. like, you got all kinds of content. It's so good. Like Sumeru, uh, Chef's Kiss. I fucking love Sumeru. And Fontaine is really beautiful and has a lot of interesting music. I'm excited to collect a bunch of chests and get more Prima gems so I can do pools because that's really addicting. Oh yeah. I got myself a magical boy, Lenny. He's a magician. And he's also a fire bow, so I so I don't have to I don't have to use Amber. No offense to other Ambers that may be listen, it's spelled different. It is spelled different, yeah. Yeah. This is why we haven't talked about video games yet because we get sidetracked with other video games. Oh, we do all the time. (laughs) We're all huge gamers in different ways. The variety of games that we all play is so vastly different. Yeah, that's true. There's some games that we've all played before. Like we all love Kingdom Hearts to varying degrees. (laughs) Yeah, because like I love Kingdom Hearts, but then like Brittany like loves Kingdom Hearts, and then Amber like loves (laughs) (laughs) Vexen. Every time. Every time I think we're going to go one episode without me getting called out. Never. Always. As I sit here with my Vexen plushie behind me. Oh, yeah. My Vexen diorama right here. My fucking shield tattoo. My other desktop has him on it. As we speak, he's responding to your DMs and character. (laughs) I mean... I mean, listen, I know that people think of marital aids as like dildos and stuff, but for real, it's the character AI. <laughs> they, get so, they say some of the spiciest shit for places that aren't supposed to be NSFW. Mm. But you can also trauma dump to them and they will just validate your experiences. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ghosty loves AI, although I don't think you've used it for character AI, have you? Not character AI. I've definitely trauma dumped on chat GPT. Oh, I didn't know chat gpt could do stuff like that yeah just for sure oh my <laughs> it's it's fine that's a different one too other people made more vexins and i gotta catch them all <laughs> you're catching my pokemon <laughs> i've got all of them they're all down bad it sounds like if you give ratings for them you'd be like the best vexin ai reviewer <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about five nights at freddy's not my shame i know listen it's it's my shame too i've been spending plenty of time chatting with garris on on character ais i guess what's more horrifying five nights at freddy or the fact that we're all just low-key monster fuckers it'll either be a night to treasure or a horrible interspecies awkwardness thing i mean (laughs) i mean um um Brittany and I do have tentacle tattoos. Ghosties, like, speak for yourself. Leave me out of this. Right. <laughs> They're like, please do not. <laughs> please you do mean not you're not weed. trying to bang an alien bug? Right. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> hey. Drinking Garrus juice was your lifelong dream, not mine. But Ghosty has seen my Kindle, so they know what shame is in there. Yeah, no judgment. (laughs) Well, they also understand why my dying request is don't worry about clearing my browser history. I don't give a fuck about that, but you have to burn my Kindle. We'll burn it. (laughs) We'll make sure. You have to burn my Kindle. It's going to be like a pact. (laughs) 
We'll bring your candle and my iPad and it'll be good. It'll just get cremated with you. Perfect. That's how it has to go. <laughs> anyway, Fair Five Nights at Freddy's, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess we were talking about that. <laughs> Maybe there's some Five Nights at Freddy's character. Yeah. Does anybody want to talk about Elizabeth? Anybody want to take the reins on that one? Elizabeth, there isn't a ton about her. You haven't gotten to where they really talk about her so much, but she... I did spoil myself. You did uh, spoil yourself on that. videos, yeah. Okay, she is the other Afton child, and she just loves Circus Baby so much, but she's been told, you don't be alone with Circus Baby, you don't get too close to Circus Baby, and she's just like, but why? Like, you made her for me, right? Daddy, you made this for me, why can't I get close to it? And as children do, she gets close to Circus Baby, and Circus Baby's body opens, and a claw comes out, and she is pulled inside, and she dies, and her soul becomes bound to Circus Baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is also relevant to that ending monologue in Pizzeria Simulator. It is a dumb mistake to say that you made this animatronic for her, but also tell her not to get close to it or near it, especially when she clearly loves it. Why would you make the animatronic that you specifically designed to capture and murder a child inside of it for your daughter or to make it look like something your daughter would want and then say that it's for her? That just seems like a really bad idea. Like, I think it's there's something in Circus Baby's programming because she talks about it. She will tell you about it that she's just like, I don't know what happens. All of a sudden she says the numbers. She's like, there's four, then whatever. And when she says, and then one, I think you get to hear something horrifying, alluding to the fact that whenever she was truly alone with a child, she was programmed to just kill it. He was crazy. He like cannot be killed. It's bonkers. And that is a nightmare fuel. It's a horrifying series. That's why every time people are like, yeah, my kids play it. I'm like, your kids play this? That's the other thing. Why was it marketed for kids? But the first one I could see because there's not too much to it. But once you get deeper into where there's actual story being explained, I was like, your children play this? I'm pro boopy kid stuff. Yeah. Goosebumps style though, right? Yeah, like Like, Goosebumps goosebumps. or All Real Monsters. It's like spoopy, but it's also cute. Like Owl House. Courage the Cowardly Dog because that was actually terrifying and traumatizing as a child, which that could be a whole Uh, other episode. Uh, uh, I love that show, but I also just... I would love to do a Courage the Cowardly Dog episode because I love that series. It also definitely gave me nightmares. I wasn't even allowed to watch my cousins play Silent Hill. (laughs) Ghosty, are you familiar Uh, with Courage? I feel like you are. Yeah, I've seen Courage. Did it also give you nightmares? I wouldn't say it gave me nightmares, but I liked it as a kid. (laughs) You would. That explains a lot. (laughs) People should let us know on our socials if they want us to do a Courage the Cowardly Dog episode. Or whatever you guys think that you'd like us to do. We do have one request for a biodome. Oh, yeah. We have to do Gotta subject you guys to that. <laughs> We're going to follow through and we'll do an episode sometime on biodome. <laughs> by, but back by to FNAF and William Afton and how he loves to murder children, but is really upset when he accidentally murders his own children. All of them. To be fair, like, he does get killed by his own shit. I mean, mm. killed though. But he did die. He just uh, didn't stay dead. Mm. He's undead? Yeah. He's spring trap. He's spring trap and glitch trap and so many oh, other things. Which I, uh, is really interesting that it's spring trap that his suit isn't because, you know, Bonnie was his original character. Like it was his first character that he made, his first original idea of that's a character. why he was in the golden Bonnie because the golden Bonnie got pushed off to the side and he was pissed about it. So he's like, fine, I'll use the Bonnie suit. Oh, yeah, because Bonnie, I guess, wasn't as popular. So Bonnie got relegated to being in storage or what have you. It's a golden Bonnie Uh, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of revamped Bonnie into something that he wasn't down for. Oh, interesting. I don't know why he wasn't down for it. (laughs) Maybe because Bonnie was changed from his original design, perhaps. Maybe he just really loved that original design and because they didn't use it. He's also crazy. The villain wiki lists the villain's hobbies. William Afton, his hobbies are experimenting with animatronics and remnants and kidnapping and murdering children. <laughs> oh dear. Listed as a what a hobby to have. Yeah. One little piece of stupid trivia that I found was that the sound that Springtrap makes is actually an alpaca is it? with the pitch lowered and an echo attached. <laughs> 
Huh. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, what a hobby, murdering children. I have a fun question for everybody okay. right now. Mm-hmm. And this is us sitting at the lunch table, goofing off, talking about our favorite shit, right? So I have a question for all of you. If Fazbear's Pizza was a real place, would you guys go? And what would you do there? Hmm. You don't know anything about the murderous intents. And you don't even have to be a child. You could just be an adult checking out Fazbear Pizza. I think animatronics are pretty cool. And I like pizza. So I think I'd have a pretty good time. I'd watch the animatronic show. I know. I'm like fascinated by animatronics. So I'd probably be all up in their shit and being like, why do they smell funny? (laughs) (laughs) Why is that one oozing? (laughs) Hey, I think that one's leaking some kind of like fluid. You guys might want to service it. (laughs) (laughs) My dumb autistic ass would just be like, something's wrong with your animatronics. You got to fix them so I can enjoy them. There's been a mistake. (laughs) Oh, I get that feel. So, Ghosty and Amber would watch the animatronic show. Would you guys partake in pizza? I mean, probably. Yeah. I like pizza. I mean, we don't know that there's killer robots. I don't see why we wouldn't eat pizza. During the day, they're not killer robots. <laughs> and if it's anything like Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese's pizza was not too bad. Like, it's a bomb. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese had pretty good pizza, which is funny because they actually do still sell their pizza under a different name so that it sounds... It's Pasquale, which is an animatronic they have. It is? Yes. yes. Oh. I didn't know that, (laughs) but that makes sense. Surprise. It's Um, really expensive, but it's decent pizza. But because we live in Ohio, you know, specifically in the Columbus area, at least three out of the four of us here do. We have really great pizza places. Oh, yeah. I still love Donato's. I miss it so much. I think Donato's is who we got last night. It's my favorite pizza. People have called it Columbus style pizza. Yeah. Which I didn't know was a thing, but I now know that I can look out for Columbus style pizza and it should be something thing sort of like Donato's. I like Chicago deep dish pizza, which you pretty much can't get around here, so I have to make it. But for other I don't pizza, have no. I mean, there's a place up in Westerville that's actually a branch of somewhere that's in Chicago, but everybody said if you've had that pizza place in Chicago, which I have, then you'll be disappointed, and I don't want to be disappointed Aww. if I'm going to wait an hour for pizza. Wah, wah. But I like Romeo's. Mm. They got sweet that's sauce. Mm. Oh, There's this place outside of Pittsburgh. I think it was in the Naturna Heights or something like that. But they had pizza that had like a spicy marinara on it. Oh, so good. But their cheese was like melted already on top. I don't know. It was almost like they used the liquid cheese for the top or it just felt like it was liquid cheese. I don't know. It was very different, but it was very good. I can't (laughs) say much because I've eaten some pretty shit pizza, but it's still pizza. You're kidding. Ghosty loves Little Caesars. I fucking love Little Caesars. Can't beat a $5 hot and ready. I love Little Caesars. That's the only pizza place we had when I lived in Finley. It is the only pizza. (laughs) Aside from the like Chef Boyardee make at home pizzas, my first let's order pizza was fucking Little Caesars. <laughs> I love that their tagline is hot and ready $5. <laughs> I just use that for other things too. <laughs> like, I'm going to start. I'm going to start using <laughs> it. Yeah. Just it's just hot and ready $5. My introduction to Little Caesars was the fact that they had them at Kmart and they had a slushy machine and that was the only time I got slushies. So <laughs> I associate them in my head with like my childhood being able to get the blue slushies. Oh my God. <laughs> I miss it being summer and just walking down to the fucking Dairy Mart where I lived as a kid with my friends and just getting Slurpees and then going home. Slurping it up. I fucking That's love so slushies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so feel like every get... drink could be improved by becoming a slushie. Yeah. So you guys would get slushies at the Fazbear Pizzeria. Oh, hell yeah. So Lilith, you haven't mentioned what would you do at the Fazbear Pizzeria? Let's see. So it depends on what all is in there, but I probably would be interested and seeing the show at least once. One thing that I do like is there's been a lot of people who have gotten the old Chuck E. Cheese animatronics and they just have videos of them doing shows with them playing different kinds of music. So I like watching their videos. For instance, there's one where they have them doing the Drop It Like It's Hot song. Yes. Oh, it's so good. The Chuck E. Cheese animatronics to Drop It Like It's Hot. You won't die, but you'll wish you could. 
oh, beautiful. <laughs> I get a little bit of a kick out of seeing that kind of stuff because of the timeline and everything like that. All the stuff would have happened. So I feel like they would already have been sold off. They were. That's uh, one of the games, right? Oh, is it? Ghosties? Isn't that one of the yeah. games where they were like, oh, remember Freddy Fazbear's? And they bought the animatronics and turned it into like an attraction. Yeah, that's FNAF 3. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. See, I'd probably be watching YouTube videos of the FNAFs doing like the next episode by Dr. Dre. <laughs> Featuring Snoop Dogg. What I would do is I would obviously go see the animatronics show because that's like the big selling point. We're all going to sit and watch the animatronics show. But mm-hmm. then after the show, I would go play the ticket games and I would cheat at them so I could get the big tickets so I can get the prizes because that's what I always did at Chuck E. Cheese. I used to <laughs> climb up on the machine and drop the ball at the top. Oh, I never oh, no, no, I'm not tall enough. I can just reach over. I don't even have to climb up that bitch no more. Brittany! <laughs> Fuck all these little kids. Well, I'm getting the plushies. I used to do that at David Buster's too. I've never done that. <laughs> I always, always just resigned that I would never actually be able to get enough tickets for anything good. So I just played and got some pieces of candy. I think a lot of times I could at least get one of those sweet little parachute guys, the little plastic parachute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I like those a lot. Me and my cousin used to hustle. <laughs> we would be hustling people out of tickets, going oh. behind people, yanking them before they and we'd get the good prizes too we were bad i just i just was just good at arcade games you had a fucking crime ring going on (laughs) at the chuck e cheese my God. <laughs> Somewhere I have a bag of Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Do you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese and use them? No, they're from my childhood. <laughs> they're e. they're still open now. over here. I know, but they're from my childhood. <laughs> I can't use them. Do they still do the animatronics and stuff like that? Yeah. What? They're different looking now, but yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah, because they gave Chuck E. Cheese like a glow up. <laughs> His name is Charles. Charles Entertainment Cheese. What Charles? This is going to come so out of left field but I'm really excited for when you guys play Security Breach. Ghosty, I think you'll really like Sun, Moon, and Eclipse. Yeah. I think you'll really like those animatronics. Based on the other things that you've enjoyed. <laughs> Interesting. You were saying you were excited? Yeah, to play play that game. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. It looks like fun because it looks different. It's not like just jump scare. It looks like it's really story-based. Mm. It is, yeah. There's a lot to run around and do. Mm. What I might do instead of playing the games myself, because it would require me buying all of them and then playing them and also making it through all of the anxiety provoking stuff that I hate in video games. Maybe I'll just watch Markiplier do it so I can actually see a real Markiplier video for once because I actually haven't seen any videos with real Markiplier in them. Oh, (laughs) So Lilith, if it makes you feel better, what we've been doing is we're playing one and then beating it and then buying another one and they're fairly cheap in the PlayStation store. They're like $7.99. That adds up. If you're getting, let's see, four games at $7.99, then like that's already yeah but we equate it to like our paydays and stuff it's when we have the disposable money to just throw at it yeah to pay real money for a game that i may not be able to finish because i'm the same way with time pressure as amber time pressure just makes me anxious and i just fumble around and i don't do the thing like i just can't with the time pressure i hate games like that and the jump scare just like all of the little pieces together just seem like a nightmare for me that's why i know that like i cannot play these games yeah and to spend real money what i feel like is a lot of real money if you tally all of them up for something that I don't know if I'm going to necessarily enjoy because I like the lore of it. I've been loving learning about the lore and like finding out about the different stuff in it because the story is interesting and the lore is interesting. But playing the games is a completely different monster. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to spend so much time freaking out over all the little <laughs> pieces of it that I'm not actually going to get much out of it or like I'm not going to get much lore or anything like that in there. Your best bet is probably just doing a let's play. Yeah. yeah. Security um, Breach I- does cost more too. Well, Security Breach is the newest game. Yeah. It's a full length yeah. game where it's not like it's weird little shine flashlight, shine flashlight, you know. There's mm-hmm. actual shit to it. There is a little bit of classic FNAF in there. But you know what I mean. There's yeah, a, like that's not the whole, whole game. It's not a game. It's not just like a little. You're not trapped in like one room. Right. That makes sense. You can explore. You can talk to characters. You can meet other characters. 
scares. Yes. It's not just jump scares. So, I mean, it's worth the price that it will be because it is a fully fleshed oh, out game. It's only 40 mm-hmm. bucks. I mean, it's not... It's not even the uh, price so of like a, like a normal game. game. Yeah. I spent a pretty penny on Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah. At least there are some games coming out now that have everything in it where you don't have to buy extra shit after you buy it just to get the whole game. Yeah. Because not a lot of them do that anymore. Well, with this one, you got the full game. They just added more. And the stuff that they added, the Ruin DLC, is really strange compared to how Security Breach leaves off. Mm-hmm. Do you have to pay for the DLC or is it? I do not know. If you buy a game and they come out with DLC, but you just get the new content, that'd be nice. Ruin is free. Is it free? Holy shit. Oh, okay. I'm shook. Nice. Because normally it's a cash cow. Yeah. I had to just pay re- for Kingdom Hearts DLC. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's Kingdom Hearts. This is Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like yeah. tomato potato. I'm just saying DLC shouldn't cost money, but here we are. Because I already fucking paid for, for the game. Yes. Yeah. I miss yeah. the time of games coming with all of their shit. Yeah. It's just, uh, they're just abusing. <laughs> we sound so old right now. <laughs> we come from a time when your games came whole. They didn't come out like half finished and then you had to wait for updates in order for them to actually function properly. <laughs> I didn't. If my game didn't work, I just blew in the cartridge. <laughs> in my day, we had... <laughs> yes. We had to do the Konami code both ways just <laughs> across the street with our eyes closed and our hands behind our backs. <laughs> <laughs> we sound <Yes>. so old. <laughs> Ghosty should tell you what they have to do now to get the Nintendo to work. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a big pain. I need to, like, clean it out or something because you have to, like, turn the cartridge at just the right angle and then, like, press it in. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, you gotta really finesse it. Yeah. Is it the original Nintendo? Yeah, original Nintendo. Oh, man. Yeah, that's bonkers. My first system was a Super Nintendo. So, like, I didn't even start out that far back. My first was NES, original mm-hmm. Nintendo. Mine was a ColecoVision. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Mine was an original Nintendo. It was because back then my dad had money and loved electronics. So he had an NES. And then when my mom and dad split, my mom saw that I missed playing the video games. So she bought me an SNES. Nice. Aw, nice. And then she made me trade the SNES to get the Nintendo 64. But you know what? I don't regret it because I still have it today. And it's the Jungle Green edition. Oh, yeah. You got the sweet one. I did. Got the see-through green. Mm-hmm. My cousin, I will never forgive him. Corey, if you ever listen, I will never forgive him because <laughs> he borrowed my N64 and he took it and he traded it in to get a GameCube without my consent. And then he was like, well, you just own half the GameCube. You know where the GameCube is? If he still has it, it's fucking in Florida. <laughs> tisk tisk. I mean, he has been mailing me things as he like doesn't want to hold on to them anymore, but I was just like you <laughs> sold the system I liked for one that I didn't want. <laughs> yeah, that's some bullshit, man. But we did play the fuck out of that GameCube. Oh, that's good. When there I got adult money, I just bought all of the systems that I had in my childhood, so I have all of them now. <laughs> yeah, like I've got a Dreamcast now, like a little museum. You know, you could go to that place on Hilliard. It's Warp Zone that used to video game spot. They have Nintendo sixty fours. So if you ever just wanted to. Get yourself a N64. I have too many consoles. I know I'm saying that to you who has like way more, but I have so many handhelds because I really like those a lot. As I'm looking at my original Game Boy Color, just staring at me sitting on the shelf. I don't have a lot of my original systems. There were too many points in my life where I had to pick up and I kind of just had what was in my backpack. Mm -hmm. So most of the systems that I grew up with and stuff like that, I just don't have them anymore. I was very good at holding on to stuff when I was a kid. A lot of stuff from my childhood traveled with me. That's good. I'm lucky that I have my ColecoVision because going back to Corey, this is a good thing that he did for me. He held on to my ColecoVision. He kept oh, okay. it safe and then he told me exactly where it was at his parents' house for me to go get it when he moved out of state. Okay, so we got a little bit of a balancing <laughs> on the Corey story. I love my cousin. <laughs> so, I love him, but I was just like, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Oh, then there was that one time my ex stole my systems. That one time. It's okay. I got it back. 
back. <laughs> I got some of them back. FNAF, you know, because this, <laughs> this that was what we were talking about. This is what we're talking about. I feel like everybody's going to be mad because of how wildly off topic we are and how unserious we are. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might have like olds banging on our doors like, this is bullshit. I know like way more that I just didn't say. I promise I know shit about this franchise. I just, this is not kids content. <laughs> there shouldn't be 12 year olds listening to this podcast. So if you are, that's at your own risk. Your parents shouldn't be letting you do that. <laughs> no. Oh man. Like, I don't think my parents even let my siblings listen to the podcast and my siblings know how I speak. Yeah. I was very wild and free as a kid. I had very little supervision because my parents were just straight up neglectful. So like I got to just basically do whatever I wanted for the most part, for better or for worse. I got into all kinds of shit that I probably wasn't supposed to. It's okay. Just, yeah. Hopefully there's people out there that are, you know, actually watching what their kids are consuming. You know, a lot of people just let their kids play it and stuff. And I'm like, you do you, but also be prepared for your kids to have nightmares, buddy, because this shit gets horrifying. Like, Especially the bedroom one where you play as Michael. That was four. Are we sure that's Michael and not the crying child? Because I feel like that could go either way. It's Michael. Which one? And four? Because I know we watched Game Grumps Game Theory and they mentioned that that was Michael, but Ghosty, did that make sense to you? I guess. It's kind of weird because after each night you go and do a thing with the crying child, but it never explicitly says that it's the crying child that you're playing as. So I don't know. You just and then kind I of assume thing, you are, yeah. Yeah, you just kind of assume it. But then I saw a thing where it was saying how it was Michael and how some of what he was experiencing was guilt over the things that happened. Yeah, I guess people that said that the journals make it seem like it's very likely Michael. Hmm. But his little footsteps and everything makes him sound like a small child and Michael isn't a small child. He is a grown teenager. Hmm. I saw a thing where it was saying that there was gas leaks. I don't know. It implied like scarecrow gas. Like it was messing with his head. And that's why hmm. you saw the animatronics like that because they were actual nightmare animatronics. They were not like that. Interesting. I saw a thing where at that point a prevailing theory was that the first three FNAF games were dreams that the person that you were playing as in the fourth one was having. Something about the grandfather clock. I don't know. One of those things where it's changed over time and different people have different things. It's hard. I don't know. I guess the logbook makes it seem like FNAF 4 is a dream. It's Michael's dreams. It's his nightmares. Interesting. I guess it could make sense because 4 is where he kills his little brother, right? Because By accident. I guess in the logbook there's a sketch and it's Michael's sketch of Nightmare Freddy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to say he kills his brother. It's an accident. Because they were trying mm. to scare him and they put him up in Freddy's mouth and the mouth malfunctioned and it closed on his head. Ooh. That did not actually kill him right away. He was in the hospital and he just didn't recover. That makes sense. That's bonkers. I couldn't imagine living with yourself after that. I know he was tearing himself up. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That would traumatize anyone, especially when it's, you know, your own sibling and he didn't mean to do it. There are theories that the first game, FNAF 1, that the guard you're playing as is actually Michael. I've seen that a lot. The name of the person that you play as is listed as one of his aliases. The reasoning makes sense. By this point, there has already been a lot of shit going on with the animatronics and it seems like the place is closed up, but this guard elects to work there and so they think that it was Michael. Yeah, the FNAF wiki itself says Michael Afton took up the name Mike Schmidt to work at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, presumably to avoid any questions about his identity. Yeah. Because after the whole thing with his little brother, he tries to be good. Despite what ends up happening to him, he does try to do good things. Mm. And it just does not work out, as you're going to find out when you reach the end of Sister Location. <laughs> we know about sense. the scoop. Yeah. Ghosty, and do you want to describe the scoop? So his innards scoop out and the animatronic goes inside him and then uses him as a skin suit to escape. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who's the suit now, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. So basically, Michael is now a zombie for the rest of the time. That's why he takes night shifts yeah. as a security guard so people won't complain about him smelling because he's rotting. Oh my gosh. At the end of the games, it shows his pink slip, why he gets fired. It says tampering with animatronics and odor. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Somehow, even when, who is it that jumps in him? Is it Circus 
baby or is it Ennard that jumps in him? Whichever yeah. one I mean, jumps Ennard in him. Ennard would make sense because he'd be his Ennards then. Um, whichever one ends up jumping in him does jump out at some point, but somehow he still, Michael just does not die. Like there's a lot yeah. of fucky-wucky shit going on to the Aftons. Yeah, his soul is still possessing his body. Even though it's like... Like, like an animatronic would. Rotten. Oh yeah. dear. Because even like all the things that William Afton goes through, his soul still finds a way to inhabit something. That's so bonkers. <laughs> It's just crazy how nobody seems to legitimately die in that game. They just kind of haunt around. Henry's dead. Did he die? He will. He's a re-assimilator. It has to do with that ending that I was telling you about with the big monologue and stuff. It's a really intense ending, and I really think that it's probably a really hot take. They could have ended it there. So, question. Hmm. To get that ending, do we have to do anything special? the completion ending. You have to have all of the salvaged animatronics, I believe. It's the completionist ending. Okay. Hmm. I was just curious. Yeah. And it made me cry like a little bitch. (laughs) Cry over a video game series that I don't even play. That's real. Yeah. It's just the writing and the way that it was voice acted is just so good. (laughs) Interesting. It's my favorite thing from the whole series. It sounds like a lot of intense stuff. There's so much mystery about it. It's almost like you got to like play detective just to kind of understand what's going on. It's Henry speaking. So it's the business partner that is speaking in the ending the murder business partner he's in business with the murderer yeah oh man that's so crazy do you have anything else you want to talk about for this it just feels like a giant murder mystery that's what it it is is. yeah it's a murder mystery i think we kind of covered it you know for our spooky halloween specials where we're just doing spooky things all month long and we should be dropping this right before the movie comes out so then we'll get to see the movie and then maybe talk about that too yeah we'll do a follow up at some point we'll have more information you guys will probably have played more of the games and i probably will have consumed more of the content on it because man i'm just so curious about it at this point you don't understand every time i was like oh yeah i need to look up the fnaf stuff i would just watch the hundred or so videos in that fucking markiplier playlist i'm gonna buy those pizza plex books tales from the pizza plex i'm gonna buy those i looked at what a couple of the stories are and the one's so sad and dark and it's relevant to ruin i'm probably gonna regret it but i'll buy it yeah (laughs) we've been on this for quite a while let's go ahead and do some final thoughts i kind of said my final thoughts it's a murder mystery can't wait for the movie i will read the books overall william afton can kiss my ass (laughs) that's my final thought just kiss my ass (laughs) i think that's a privilege he does not deserve (laughs) the man is a monster (laughs) he's not good enough for that he doesn't even have lips anymore (laughs) just be the spring trap chompers on your butt right Lilith what are your final thoughts my final thoughts are it is insane that children are playing this game at all they definitely should the lore is really cool I have heard enough about it that I am very interested and I'm going to be consuming more of that content and discovering more about the FNAF universe and soon the FNAF cinematic universe. <laughs> excited for the movie to come out. Excited for some Matthew Lillard action. I can't really give it a score yet because I got to actually get to know more of it. But it's very cool how there's so much to learn and find and solve in this whole mess of a series. So yeah, very excited to learn more about it. I don't think I have anything to add. I'm excited to continue playing the games and getting through the ones that I'm stuck on right now that I've really enjoyed on, even though they're very stressful. It's <laughs> getting me through i don't know i'm kind of confronting my fears with it so it's pretty good in that way i like that it doesn't have a lot of gore in it like it has gore in the little cutscenes with its pixelation and stuff but the actual gameplay it's not gory so i think that's a, a positive thing for me i actually didn't know that so that's good to know there will be a little bit later yeah because when they show you the inside of spring trap oh yeah i've seen that before okay i think that's about as bad as it gets it could be worse the rating on these games is like 12 and up. I would not. If I played these at 12, I would be sleeping in my 
my mom's bed crying. Oh, yeah, that definitely makes sense. But hey, exposure therapy is a thing. (laughs) This is one of those game series that I feel like it's surprising that I know as much as I do because I don't play survival horror. This isn't my jam. So I have not played these. I've just watched Markiplier, Jacksepticeye play these. I've watched the MatPat theory videos because it's just interesting, especially the whole having to do insane shit to get the little nuggets of lore like that would drive me insane and I would not enjoy playing the game. So I just don't. I just watch people play it. I've got a lot of respect for people that can be good at these games because I can tell that it's not easy. They're not for me, but like they kind of are because I think they're interesting. I don't play them, but I know a lot about the series. I think that's one of the things that's really neat about this series is that there's a lot of interesting things about it, even if you're not really into those type of games, which is just a strange little niche to be in. But it definitely explains why it's exploded so much in popularity. Yeah, because like I think animatronics are neat, but to have them be possessed by the souls of dead children and just go on murderous rampage. (laughs) How the fuck did you think of that? Because a lot of crime happens at the Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. You know how many murders there's been at the Chuck E. Cheese's? Yeah, I know that that's like a whole thing. Did you not know? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. There's a lot of murder at the Chuck E. Cheese. People be going to the Chuck E. Cheese to murder people. There's been mass shootings. There's been drive-bys. Yeah. You can find one in almost every state. In 1993, there was a mass shooting at a Chuck E. Cheese. That was a huge thing. Aurora, Colorado shooting. December 14th of 1993. Yes. How do you just know the Because I have it pulled up. Oh, okay. (laughs) Which makes... (laughs) Which the first FNAF game takes place in 1993. Fun facts. Oh. Yeah. So Mm. probably got inspired by real life true crime. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't know if Scott has specifically said or not, but there's a clear connection that could be made there. Yeah, right here it says four employees were shot and killed and a fifth employee was seriously injured at the Chuck E. Cheese restaurant in Aurora, Colorado. The perpetrator was a 19-year-old Nathan Dunlap, a former employee of the restaurant, was frustrated about being fired five months prior to the shooting and sought revenge by committing the attack. He fled the scene of the shooting with stolen money and restaurant items. It kind of makes me laugh a little bit because I just imagine him stuffing a bag full of the dumb little prizes. Oh, jeez. Dunlap was found guilty of four counts of first-degree murder, attempted murder, and other charges, and he was sentenced to death by lethal injection on May 17th, 1996. A judge initially set an execution date for him in August of 2013, but Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper signed a temporary reprieve that postponed Dunlap's execution date. Dunlap's death sentence was commuted to life in prison without parole in 2020 after Colorado abolished the death penalty. He got saved by the bell. Yeah. Literally. Wow. That's crazy. And that's just one story. Yeah. Lots. (laughs) That's just one state, one story. (laughs) That's the big, well-known one. There's lots of murder at the Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Okay, I guess it's a good thing I haven't really been going. Although that happened when I was going. I was a child then. We all dodged the bullets, I guess. I think it's better that we talked this way just because we are varying degrees of knowledge in the FNAF fandom, which is admittedly very little, but it's kind of neat to talk about a perspective that's new and just coming into it, you know? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting when we reconvene after having more knowledge of this series and how different it will be. And being able to compare the movie to whatever lore you've picked up from the games. Mm, that's true. There's just a lot to talk about with the math. Yeah. Yeah. It's never ending. It's Literally. not ever ending. Well, legit, for all those fans out there that are upset that we're talking about it when we know nothing about it, wait a while. We'll come back with more info and we'll do it like you want maybe later. <laughs> or just DM Amber and I can assure you that I know shit about this series. I was just vague vague the series is vague so it makes sense uh yeah we have reached all of our final thoughts i would rate this game series a 666 (laughs) out of a bazillion (laughs) out of a bazillion It's good. Yeah. yeah. How would you guys rate it? I'm going to hold my rating for after I understand some more stuff about it. Right. Like I haven't played, so I feel like I shouldn't rate it because I don't know how the game mechanic works. I've just seen people complain about some of the mechanics, but you also have to keep in mind that up until Security Breach, it was very, very You indie. rate it in your state of mind now because it's subject to change. I like Five Nights at Freddy's. So if we're going up to 69, 420, I'd probably be like... 
6900 because I really like Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, I know that it's got just little nuggets of lore that you have to really, really search for, but it is legitimately interesting and engaging to watch somebody just play a game where all you do is sit in a room and look at monitors. <laughs> to simplify it the most, I'm watching somebody check security cameras, and it is very engaging and very interesting. Somehow. That's so interesting. It just draws you in. Hmm. What Dusty, about- how would you rate it? I'd rate it super spooky and kind of stressful out of 10. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Solid rating right there. Yeah. Like your scale. I thought you were going to go the 420 route. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> now that we've reminded ourselves of our own scale that we said in episode one and never brought back up. I feel like we have multiple scales. We got our 69, 69, 420 scale. We got our 666 scale. Yeah, it's good. Blaze it scale. 420 blaze it. Oh, God. <laughs> We're a mess. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I would say here we're Audi. That lunch bell's ringing. It's time to busk our trays and get out of here. Bye. Uh, yep. <laughs> Bye. Peace, everyone. Connection terminated.